Yeah, man. Just be careful. Don't. Oh, oh. Looks like we dropped another off the top podcast. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. That was hot. I wasn't expecting that one. That was good. I was expecting a kind of a weird direction, but that was on. That was on point. Thanks, man. Um, but anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in one more time. Uh, today we're going to be talking about vacationing and road trips and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, something that, you know, it's, the weather's getting a little bit nicer. It's kind of that vacation time of year, just past spring break, going to the May, May flowers, I guess people say, in summertime. And it's looking like it's going to be a warm year. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, talking vacations, you know, maybe giving some tips on what we do on vacations or traveling tips or things we come up with along this journey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as the summer comes and the weather gets better people are going to be looking to get out and kind of see some things and so I think that this podcast specifically is going to be very appropriately timed for all of you guys listening who are travelers and want to get out and see some things so first off bat just because I like to always cover the basis of our hosts what are some places that you have been or want to go this summer um, I guess I've been up and down the West Coast, thankfully, um, in all the major cities from Seattle to San Diego, the hometown. Um, but I would like to go to, I've been to Texas and I've been to the South. Um, but I would like to kind of experience a little bit more of maybe major markets of Chicago or New York City. Um, maybe even Boston, I think kind of up in that area would be pretty cool just to see the different lifestyles and people and, you know, art museums and monuments and history of the culture around there, I think would be something that would just be interesting to do. I don't know if I'd ever live in any of those cities, but it'd definitely be a vacation spot. Yeah, definitely. That's funny. You mentioned Boston. I have a good friend that, uh, was recently there and she said that she loved it. Um, anyway, if you were to go to a spot or maybe you have one planned already this summer, where would you be going? Um, I don't know if I necessarily have any spots planned out. I know um, I'll be driving across the country to help some people move from uh, Tennessee to where we're located, which is a, a pretty long drive, Whoa. but uh, uh, interested to see, you know, just the landscape or what it's like driving that far. I mean, I've drove to Denver before, which is a good distance away from here. Um, and it'll go through like Utah and all those middle states where I don't think there's a whole lot in the middle, but I have to learn for myself and see if, you know, the, the rumors are true of it's just nothing. So. Yeah, well, I mean, if you guys are Office fans, then you know that <laughs> D'Angelo Vickers <laughs> is a huge Utah and kind of high desert fan, Arizona, all those good spots. So maybe you'll be in good company and uh, see some cool stuff. But wow, I had no idea you'll be driving across the country from Tennessee. That's that's quite the trip, man. Yeah, I guess the way I was opposed to it at first, but the way I look at it is at a younger age, it's nice just to get the experience. I mean, it might not be the great, but it's the most of what you make of it and being able to say eventually, you know, when I'm older that I did do that and, you know, it wasn't for me, but I had the experience and, you know, these funny little stories happened or this crazy guy came out at us or whatever it is, you know, having those moments, I think is what makes traveling so much fun and those experiences you get like a once in a lifetime thing. Cause I mean, time's irreplaceable. So if you miss the moment, you might never get it back. Yeah, exactly. I think that's very well said in the fact that, you know, you 
as time is irreplaceable, you can replace a lot of things, things, money, whatever. But time's that one thing that there is no return policy on. So when you go ahead and do something, especially if it's a new experience, just be very open to it. And to kind of flow into the next topic, what do you think are good and appropriate road trip tips if you're taking I mean, let's let's break it down to categories, too. So let's say a moderate, you know, kind of ish a road trip as far as like, let's say four hours and then we work up to like 10 to 12 hours and that would be, you know, a, a pretty decent size. And then we go to the multiple day road trip that you're going to be facing. What do you think tips are? And if you can, if it's possible, can you attack all of those the same way? Um. I'll let you start on those while I kind of generate some of my thought points. Um, because yeah, it's a very interesting, like four hours to 12 hours is a huge time frame and a huge difference, but at the same time, there's a lot of little similarities in there. So I'll just have to think about how I, how I go about some of those trips. I don't know if there's any of those that you want to start off on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Since, uh, I'm, I have somewhat of a familiarity with the kind of the 12 hour ish, 13 hour, 15 hour road trips, just because, uh, I visited family and I used to do this every year as a child or a kid. And the thing that I, and granted, I'm a lot different from now cause I'm an adult and probably 10 years removed, 12 years removed, but <laughs> Uh, with that, I think that the, the necessary thing to do is to make sure that you don't get lost in the miles that you have yet to go, because it's easy to be kind of bossed and like feel small compared to the miles that you have yet to travel and feel daunted to those. So I think that the approach of kind of one step at a time, if need be, uh, as well as kind of being open-minded, letting the road trip develop and not feeling like you need to get X, Y, or Z at X, Y, or time. And don't be afraid to, you know, take breaks if you need to, because the last thing you want to do is think you're going to save time and really fall asleep at the wheel and end yeah. up, you know, losing all time. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Cause the tough thing when you're traveling, especially if you're riding shotgun or, you know, you're at a window seat, is you do see a lot of those mileage signs, which can be, I don't know, tedious because it's like, oh, it's been so long. And it's like, you've gone 20 miles or something along those lines. So I think finding ways to entertain yourself or distract you from thinking about, yeah, the hard miles or like doing the math. If I'm going 75 miles per hour and there's this amount of miles left, it should be this amount of time. And it never really works out that way because you either like slow down or stop or you aren't accounting for things or you get pulled over and get a ticket or something along those lanes. So it's finding ways to entertain yourself and stay balanced in that route. Yeah, exactly. And the way you do that, like you said, kind of is you don't want to, you know, look at that mileage or try to do the math. And I'm a math guy, so I <laughs> automatically go there and sometimes I'll catch myself. But another thing and the thing that I personally enjoy the most about some road trips is anything I pride myself on, quite frankly, uh, those of you who know me fairly well, you'll get a kick out of what I'm about to say, but the road trip snacks. <laughs> That's where my mind is going. <laughs> yeah. Those snacks, man. Because, I mean, it kind of, the way I think about road trip snacks is it sets the pace as far as, like, how you want to do it. I mean, <laughs> you laugh, but have you ever seen somebody bring barbecued asparagus on a road trip? 
<laughs> uh, you know, I haven't yet. Yeah, but I'm telling you what, if you see somebody pull that out, you better believe that's going to set a tone. <laughs> it's also going to set a nice smell. Yeah. But I think I think two and snacks is very important. If you get anything from this podcast, I think it's very important to diversify the snacks on a long road trip. Oh, Because you don't want to be stuck with all gummy products for 10 hours because your mouth's going to get tired of gummy products. So maybe you move on to some chocolates or something healthy like some fruits or vegetables or maybe it's just something random that, you know, you were at the store and you're like, I need to get snacks and you end up getting something you've never tried before. Kind of something to keep the mind going or, you know, differentiate throughout the trip. Yeah, exactly. And something I kind of noticed that you didn't bring up is uh, your nut game is kind of absent right there, Julian. Is, are you a nut guy? I do not enjoy nuts in the car. <laughs> All right. Well, there you heard it there. Um, so have you kind of thought about, I've kind of talked about kind of the 12-ish hour, kind of that mid, I would call it mid-major, mid to large road trip. But have you ever thought about, or have you thought about the the kind of the the characteristics of a long road trip and if you have been on one what was it like well i think a, a couple of things that come to mind once again is having a variety of of music to variety in genres and albums to podcasts having a few different episodes that are probably like an hour long or i guess 30 minutes 30 probably. minutes would be is awesome if you you tuning into us we know that but some other ones in there as well and then maybe some like stand-up comedy or audio books or um, just something else to kind of break it up. Maybe it's reading a news article if you aren't driving or something along that line. So you can, you know, bounce, you listen to an album, you move on to a podcast for an hour and there goes, you know, two hours. And then you listen to some stand-up comedy and it lightens up the mood and, you know, you're five hours in or something along that line to break up those hour segment because if you're listening to music the whole time you're just kind of going to drain it out it's all going to start sounding the same so i think it's important to break it up how about you yeah so the thing that i personally in kind of playing uh, or like being in a college sport i traveled a lot and a lot of the time it was in vans and taking quite long road trips because buses and vans don't travel the fastest is I personally kind of took the duty as the MC of conversation in a lot of those. And so if you are, you know, having traveling with other people or, you know, having active conversations when driving, if that's a thing that you can do while driving, sometimes you can't just because of noise or, you know, different scenarios. But make sure that you kind of are responsible and know that you're responsible for guiding those conversations and don't feel the uh, like the influence or pressure to keep it on any sort of subject because you're on a long road trip you guys aren't going to get there anytime soon and granted unless there's some need to focus like let's say for directions or anything just kind of I would say let it free flow and let that thing just kind of mature and become itself that conversation and I feel like you'll find yourself going to some pretty cool places yeah and I think too if you're going on the road trip and you're planning out it'd be nice if the people you're going with make sure you want to be in a car with them for x amount of time because then the day like if it, once it gets awkward it gets awkward in a car for a long period of time and you probably still have a long period of time before you get to your destination um 
what are so switching subjects? We never really got your answer on some of the spots you've been to or you want to go, you know, as a vacation spot or just visit in general. Yeah. So the places I've been to, obviously, up and down the West Coast. Uh, I've also been to New York. I have some family out there. So I visited there. I've haven't been to the South. Uh, that's one of my big things. I really want to get to like Texas and, you know, South Carolina. And I'm not sure about Alabama, but one place I really want to go is Louisiana just because I'm a huge culture guy. And that's a place that has a lot of history and culture and kind of its own identity in the U.S. I have been overseas. I have a couple family members over there and uh, specifically to the United Kingdom and Italy. But places I'm planning or like, well, actually, the place I'm planning on going next, I'm going in a couple days now, too. Uh, and that's to Arizona to visit some people out, out there. So when you go on these trips and you visit these places, what are your uh, what are some of your tips to emerging into the city or getting a better understanding for the local culture or feel um, and kind of just, you know, getting and it's really easy to go to a city and miss out on a lot of things or on a vacation and miss out on things. So what are some of the things you cut out and what are some things you try to do? Yeah, definitely. Good question. So the thing that I did most recently on my last big trip, which was to Australia, which I forgot to mention the last question, but is I specifically knowing I was into photography, what I did before, and this is kind of like new age. So all you young people and all you old people too, you guys can use this. What I did each city I was going to, I specifically looked up Instagram photos of interesting places that people went. And so I kind of kept a kind of a mental catalog and list of, okay, so this was Bondi Beach and the like the polar bear club in Bondi Beach. And then if I go, you know, down this path, it'll lead me to this view and like X, Y, and Z. So I kind of kept a mental image and almost a very, very basic map too along the way of like, okay, so I've seen this. So the next stop kind of along this road is this. So I would definitely use social media. Other than that, I mean, a great, great reference is people that have been there before. Sometimes you don't know people who've been wherever you're going, but that's always a good start. At least that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That, I've never really thought about using social media that way. Um, it, there's definitely a lot of photos and a lot of people who are on there. So it's probably pretty easy to get, you know, a local's perspective on a certain area if you look hard enough into, you know, the details and the information given. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the way that I specifically did it was, you know, you can look up kind of where Instagram pictures are at on a map. And when you see those like a lot of density in ones, then you can kind of assume that there's some action going on there in some sort of way. And it's kind of cool to see some of the more touristy spots. And when you get there too, don't be afraid to ask around as far as, you know, what's a local, you know, a cool local hangout or places to go eat and things. Because a lot of the times you can go to a place and not really get a good image or experience of what it's truly like. 
And that's one thing I'm big on is wherever I go, I want to really experience the culture of that place. And so, you know, assimilating as a local in a sense is pretty important. Yeah, I think I think that's really important. I, that's what I try to do when I go on a trip. I don't go like if anyone, anyone who's gone on a trip with me, I don't try to go to somewhere I've been. I could go when I'm home. So like if I'm going to we'll say it's somewhere in we'll say I'm going to Florida or whatever. It's Miami. Like you're not going to catch me in any sort of chain restaurant or local fast food place or grocery store or like mall setting that I could, you know, be in at where I'm from. I kind of tend to go to like Yelp or, you know, different people's perspectives or like, you know, some of those block touristy blog things just to understand some of those elements that way. Um, when I do get there, my days are, I don't believe in sleeping in when I'm on vacation. Like I think vacate, like you can use a vacation to do that, but I'd much rather get up at 8am and do as much as I could in that city from eight to, you know, 12 at night and then do the, do it the next day and the next day. Cause there's always going to be stuff you can find. And I can feel like if you're on vacation you just waste time in your hotel for, you know, 12 hours it's time waste that you may never get back like we touched on before um and i think that's something that i really try to do when i'm out on trips or vacationing yeah i mean that's an amazing point that you just brought up was don't sleep in and for all of you people that are into photography wherever you go like when i went to australia i woke up at five probably half the time and granted a good chunk of that probably was the reason why is because my biological clock was beyond messed up (laughs) but I intentionally did that as well you know setting alarms just because that golden hour strikes and leaves uh, and it's fleeting so if you want to get those crisp pictures those like oh damn you know (laughs) Juliana's killing it on IG all of a sudden to a trip to Puerto Rico, then you got to get up and pay that price. Yeah. And the nice thing about being up early on those trips is just like, there's an all, you know, everyone else is sleeping or you like all the other tourists in the area, if you're in a touristy spot are sleeping. So you kind of have that more local culture going on and you kind of learn a little bit more, have a little bit easier time to navigate and kind of plan your day and how you're feeling throughout that, you know, that trip or that price for, or that, that time range. And as I slipped up and said, price, what is the most you'd spend on an experience? Wow. So if you know me or you've been listening to this podcast, I specifically referenced that one thing that I do believe I overspend on is experience and education. So as far as experience goes, man, I truly don't think I have a cap depending on what type of experience it is. Granted, I'm not going to be paying you know, 800 bucks to go to a trampoline spot, but I would more than happily pay 800 bucks for something that I felt like was something that is novel to me and that I would be able to get a, like a true life experience out of because I feel like those experiences and lessons uh, don't have a monetary value because it's the time and time is invaluable. Yeah. But out of that same corner i'm really curious because you are a definite you know you're kind of like me in the fact that 
you know, you're very analytical when it comes to numbers and costs of things. So I'm curious, what is your price when it comes to an experience? Well, backstory is when I go on trips, I made like a, a simple Excel spreadsheet that breaks down the cost of trips. So like gas, food, hotel, other expenses so that I have an idea beforehand of what I'm getting into. And I guess it just really depends on my financial situation. Like if it's somewhere, you know, if I'm just going there for a day or so, I might try to spend a little bit less, but if I, you know, have the means to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind myself spending, you know, a couple thousand bucks over a week or so to, if I have the means to just really make sure like that the experience I'm getting or what I want, or it's, you know, once in a lifetime type thing or whatever that is. But I do believe in Groupon, which is great when you're in other cities. I discovered that when I was in Seattle, they have a ton of deals. I mean, it's tourist traps, but we were able to fly in a helicopter for like 45 bucks or something like that, or 30 bucks for 30 minutes. So we flew over like all of the sports stadiums, the city, like Amazon's headquarters, Bill Gates house, um, a ton of different, you know, different areas of the city that you wouldn't be able to see by car or whatever it is. And there's a ton of other cool traps. Uh, I, I say traps cause that's what they are, but like haunted house tours or haunted districts or art museums, like a great way to find events that may be inexpensive to get a real experience in the city. But I mean, like you, I, I don't know if there is a, a limit on what I'd expend. It just have to be, you know, worth it. Yeah, exactly. There has to be value there. But if there is and the value is X amount of dollars, then X amount of dollars is totally fine to pay. Yeah. And I think that goes into kind of ties into what you said earlier. Like at at first I wasn't into it, but like taking pictures or documenting the journey is huge for me now. Like every time I go on a trip that's out of town, I try to take some sort of short video to recap you know, what was going on or, you know, what the vibe was or try to take photos or something. Cause I think that's something that's really lost in our age is like with digital, it's like you put it on your phone or whatever, or you just like think you can get it or whatever it is, or you delete it and you kind of lose that memory. So I think taking those pictures and saving them to your computer or, you know, taking them and getting them printed or creating some sort of story along with that trip, um, really makes a trip, you know, two times more impressive to me than it is like if I didn't have any documentation because I just kind of forget about it. Yeah, exactly. And granted, people, it's not going to be very easy because you have to be very conscious and almost have that in your forethought as far as like, oh, this would be a very cool picture or let me record this so I can, you know, make a video out of it later. But at the end of the day, it's almost like a souvenir because you'll get to keep it. Uh, but this souvenir doesn't take up any space and you can kind of access that from wherever you are. And I think that's a valuable lesson for that. Now, as far as one other lesson, you kind of reminded me of it. I'm not sure what you were saying, but I highly recommend if it is safe, because granted, sometimes it's not to walk as much as possible or take public transit as much as possible when you're going to different places. The reason why is because you kind of get so much more of a rich understanding of your geographical sense of where you're at uh, with walking places. And granted, uh, you'll get lost. Trust me, you'll get lost sometimes if you're truly doing it or if you're not smart enough and don't fully charge your phone (laughs) before you go out. But in in the same aspect, I think it is so much more of a richer experience when you kind of just roam and don't have an end goal at all times. And 
aren't. And granted, if you are a very itinerary rounded or a surrounded person is in the fact that you really like to have a schedule and, you know, you're doing X at this time and then you go straight to Y and you have five minutes to get there, then it's a little tougher. But if you're willing to go with the flow and don't mind kind of walking and bringing some comfortable shoes wherever you go, I highly recommend it just because you get that much more out of the experience and you can kind of save money too instead of taking an uber or something you just walk to a place that takes 15 minutes compared to that five minute uber ride yeah i think to expand on something that i thought of like when i go to different cities or different places i go to play like niche places that i have interest in so like a niche spot for me would be a sneaker shop. For some people, it might be co- local coffee spots or, you know, a camera, like an art studio. I think also within that, like if you find a spot you want to go to and you visit and say, well, use me as an example, I go to a sneaker shop and I have a similar interest to, you know, the people running it. I have a, a better chance at getting good recommendations for spots to go kind of like you're saying like you're walking around you find something you're interested you go in there you know you shoot the stuff for a little while and they're like hey go check out you know this place on the street it's pretty cool like they're they got good some good food and you wouldn't ever think about it but you just got you know a lead to somewhere just based off an interest yeah that's a hundred percent true and that's happened and if you kind of put yourself in that situation it'll happen to you as well um with that being said What are some things that you would stay away from when traveling or taking road trips? Um, I would stay away from gas station sushi. Uh, um, But mainly if I'm in a new city, the things I want to stay away from is uh, I think you want to understand the area because some of these cities you can go to, um, you can cross the wrong street and be in the wrong neighborhood super quick, which is something that's always just, you know, you want to watch out for. Um, cause I mean, I've been to some places and gone to Yelp and gone to some pretty good barbecue places that aren't in the safest place for, I would say, I mean, this might sound different, but like a Caucasian family or something along that lines, you don't want to end up in an area that you aren't sure about. Um, and I think the other thing I would say is you don't I don't want you don't want to stick out I think there's a balance between like it's big overseas like you have pickpocketers and stuff but you don't want to stick out as a tourist or a sucker and get you know trapped for your money or you know possibly lose something or get followed or something that happens in these larger cities is definitely some of the things you should look out for how about you yeah I I really connected with that last thing that you said Um, just because granted, if you are going somewhere very different from where you're used to, chances are you'll stick out without even having a choice just because you'll probably, you might look different compared to everyone else and you might just walk and move a little different too. And granted, maybe you don't have the right clothes or the very region specific clothes that they have on either. But while that being said, the things that you can control is there's no need to flex when you're going to an impoverished country or, you know, at all, uh, just because it, like you said, it kind of draws attention to you and that attention, uh, you can't decide if it's going to be lead to good or bad attention. Uh, so I would always recommend not to bring the, like your most flashy watch or jewelry whenever you go somewhere. Granted, it depends on context. Like if you were going somewhere, 
super like upscale, maybe a little bougie, and you know that like, you know, you're in a safe environment, then go ahead and stunt and bring your, you know, your diamond necklace or pearls or whatever for your fine dinner. But if you're not and you're really trying to just like walk around in the streets, like please leave that stuff either in your hotel room or even better at your place back home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of knots to do when you're traveling, but there's just, I think it's just general and like knowing the area, knowing like where you're going to be or what might make you stick out or crossing the wrong lines or, you know, you just don't want to start on a bad impression or have something, you know, ruin your trip. Cause there's a lot of, you'll notice as you go, a lot of people vacation to larger cities. There's a lot of, you know, unique people in those cities as you go everywhere. So like, you don't want to have your trip ruined because, you know, someone, you know, took your wallet or someone was like antagonizing you or something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that you kind of brought to my attention, maybe the last thing until until we kind of switch gears. But uh, I would always carry some sort of deference uh, to wherever you're going and the fact of uh, like deference and some sort of respect uh, and to being able to defer to somebody who's like a and native or local in that culture, just because, you know, even though you do a certain thing, you know, where you're from and you're hundred percent comfortable with it, that might not be the same exact way that people do it where you're traveling to or where you're traveling at. So just always be kind of open-minded when it comes to that stuff. And I feel like that's the, the epitome of travel or like this, the salient part of traveling is, you know, you're supposed to be experiencing something that you haven't before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, that's a good, good spot to kind of round up. You got some of our tips, tricks, snack choices, um, do's and do nots of traveling. Um, any kind of final journeyman guides from you, Jordan? Uh, yeah, guys, just, I hope you have a open mind wherever you go and make sure that you guys are safe and um thank you for tuning in again and i'm just gonna leave and pick up this hot off the top podcast that we just dropped on all of you catch you later